morning, good evening, good afternoon. Welcome to another edition of the DFS Streamer Podcast here on the Fantasy Impact Today Network. I am Wes Eastley, one of your hosts at Loafinet on Twitter. You can find the other host at Pierre or Pierre at, at Pierre31 over on Twitter. Pierre, I blew that. I just messed that whole thing. I had a, a introduction. I was kind of practicing this week a little bit, and I, you and I are both tired today. Okay, just to tell everybody we're both tired today. I, I it's gonna say good morning, good evening, good afternoon. I was gonna say like. Good gravy, good giblets, good something or another. Whatever, <laughs> however, whatever you're eating, I but I blew that totally. You did. You he gave me a hard time for being tired, and then you you come right out, you know, guns blazing, <laughs> fumbling, which is it's okay. Uh, early 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 week, but you know, a lot of Thanksgiving prep. You know, the the holiday is right around the corner. Looking forward to that those gravy and giblets. I think I'm actually going to bake and wrap a, a smoked turkey. So we'll, we'll see how that plays out, but. Week 12, we're, we're coming towards the finish line here a little bit for, for the NFL season. So it's it's getting sad, but we, we got to get it right. I had a rough week. I'm ready to get back on the right track. Oh, poor little fella. I didn't win, but I was I was getting close, man. I, I was in the fourth, and I had a lot of green left there in my little circle, my my DFS Dreamer podcast uh, contest circle there for DraftKings, uh, and I had a lot of green left. I thought I was going to be able to take it home, but I, I don't think I played Tony Pollard, so I was I was dead man walking. Yeah, you usually need a Pollard, Adams, Cooper, one of those guys. Wasn't even that high of a scoring week, but it was it was tough to get a lot of people right. You see the Millie Maker guy? He he had put, he had thrown Samaji P Ryan in there. I mean, come on! How do you do that? <laughs> I mean, they, a lot of those guys are playing 150 lineups, oh, okay. and so when you do that, and when you're running optimizers, it, it's possible you can get a couple of shares of guys like that, depending on what you're you're setting your your stacks to and things along those lines. So. Now, now you you have set up two contests for the DFS streamer listeners this week, and the first one I think you said is up to twenty people or contestants that can enter that one anyway. So we got some room available in there from our normal one that usually fills up pretty quickly. So uh, we we extended it a little bit for the Thanksgiving lineup, Pierre. But last week we had a winner for our regular DFS streamer contest that we always run on Sunday afternoons. That is usually that is connected usually <laughs> connected to the pinned tweet <laughs> over there on the Fantasy Impact Today Network's uh, Twitter handle which is at FI today with a little underscore. It's usually connected there, so you can enter the contest there if this is your first time listening to it. And we would love to have you compete against some of the best in the industry. That's why best in the industry, like a Bo McBig time, like a J.B. Berry, like a Pierre Wilson, like a Wes Easley. How about that? <laughs> there you go. We had a winner. Uh, he's won a few times. He or she is a D. Wade for Life 5. Uh, came out on first again with a 132.34. Um, had Dak Prescott, so got off the, the Justin Fields and Mahomes train. But had Prescott, had Brian Robinson, Kenyon Drake, um, who I also had, Stephen Diggs, uh, Marty Cooper, who was a big one, uh, Nico Collins, Greg Dolchich, T. Higgins, and the Raiders defense. Uh, ones that stood out there were, were Cooper and Higgins kind of carried the team there. So congrats to D. Wade for Life 5. Raiders defense. <laughs> yeah, that's both. That's, that's good. Though. But it and, was and, against the, the Broncos and, and uh, Russ and his ride. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and and look, I, those are the only names I can remember uh, that are there. I know their Twitter handles. I, we've had them on the show, all those guys before. But there's, there's a lot of good people that are in that contest. And we do appreciate and value all of you guys participating with us, no matter how it is, whether it's in that contest or liking, subscribing to the podcast, all those things. We really do appreciate you, DFS Streamer listeners. And Pierre, we've got a lot of games to cover, so we have to get into them because we will cover this Thursday slate first. And we'll try to build a lineup like we usually do here towards the end of it, Pierre, and then we got all that Sunday afternoon slate as well. But let's talk about these games on Thursday first. The first game is going to be Buffalo at Detroit again, but this time they're actually playing Detroit this week, (laughs) and this game totals at 54, so I think everybody's going to be on this game, Pierre, right here, and I, I, I like this game from a stacking standpoint because you do have the Buffalo Bills. I think they're going to be a little bit ornery. I just, I don't, it, you know, it's an early game on a short week. It, it's kind of weird on everything. How do these games have a tendency to go, Pierre? Are these high-scoring games? Because I have in my head Alvin Kamara getting six touchdowns one Thanksgiving. You know what I mean? That's so. <laughs> yeah, that that can happen too. I think that was Christmas, but oh yeah, but yeah, yeah. you're you're right. It, it can, it can be a couple boom and bust type plays. Um, I do think this will be the the top game, just given that that big high total, fifty four and a half. 
Yeah, sometimes it's traveling in an early week, but we have a unique situation where the, like you stated, the Bills were playing in Detroit last week due to all the snow in Buffalo. So they're already there. They stayed there. Um, so they should be well rested. Um, we'll we'll see how it plays out. They're usually ugly games. I'm not going to lie. These games are usually ugly. Detroit's normally awful. Um, they're one of the games that the Cowboys – Usually Dak's hurt by this point, so they're that's usually an ugly game. <laughs> and it's normally the Sunday night game that you may get some splash out of. But right now, that's the lowest total on the slate is the Sunday night game. So we'll see how it plays out for sure. Yeah, and those are the two, I, I want to say, worst teams out of, I don't know, there's a couple bad teams in this. But Buffalo and De- uh, Detroit, Detroit's been able to keep up with things. I think their defense is coming around a little bit as well. Mm-hmm. In this game, Josh Allen is going to be at 8K. I, I don't think that he is the... Highest-priced quarterback out of everybody this week. Is it? Yes, AK in this early slate anyway. Uh, who would you rather have, though, him or Jared Goff at home on a Thanksgiving day? Uh, I'm still going to go Josh Allen. Um, okay. 5200 is cheap. 5200 is cheap for Jared Goff. Not the cheapest because we do have Mac Jones down there at 5100. But Jared Goff <laughs> is the cheapest one at 52. But we're going to go with uh, Josh Allen this week as far as this game goes. Yeah, I mean, golf plays better at home. I mean, he averages 19 at home versus 11 away. So this is when you would want to play. We saw Jacoby Brissett, you know, even have um, some success against the Buffalo Bills defense. He put up almost 30. So it could be a spot for golf. I think I just go with the, the safety for Josh Allen. Okay, I, I agree. I would think Josh could get to the 24, but I do think that uh, Jared Goff can probably get to that 15 mark that we'd want to see him at. Uh, what about the running backs here? Jamal Williams coming off that huge game uh, last week, and he seems to be doing it each and every week, but at 5,900, that means we, he's got to get in the 18 range, and I, I don't know that he could do that against this Buffalo Bill run defense, Pierre. If I was going to, I don't even know that I'd want Swift in this one. I think Singletary or even James Cook might be my favorite running back out of all this. Yeah, Detroit just splits up the backfield way too much right now. Um, Williams, Swift, and even Justin Jackson, you know, got some touches. You really need Jamal Williams to get those goal line touches like he did last week where he he gets three touchdowns basically from the one. Um, I would lean Singletary myself as well. He's he's looked really solid, looked good. And you're not not kidding with James Cook. Yeah. Uh, He looked really good last week as well. But, again, you, you don't know if that will continue. Um, he got 11 carries. He was averaging 7.8 yards a carry. Will that happen against Detroit? I'm not sure. Um, Singletary's going to get a lot of the passing game work as well, so I would probably lean Singletary out of the backfield here. They really haven't gotten Naheem Hines involved. Uh, don't understand that trait uh, that they had with the the Colts, and they're post. They're basically just using him as a punt returner <laughs> right now. Which yeah. I mean, if you want to trade picks for that, I guess you can. I wonder if that wasn't a block, like was New England or the Jets or somebody like that trying to go after Naheem Hines and they got wind of it and so they just got him just to try and solidify that division <laughs> like a little bit more. Like the Bears did with Claypool. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, But I like James Cook last, and and it may have been because of the short week. It may have been because of the short rest that even everybody had trying to get on the plane. We don't know that situation completely. Maybe Devin Singletary was the last guy on the plane, too, and so that's why James (laughs) Cook got that work. But I would say that they trust Devin Singletary a little bit more. 5,700, I think think Singletary is going to be finding that red zone and and the end zone a little bit more this week than what he has in the past. And and here's, here's the caveat. Last year... Singletary started heating up towards the end of the year. Remember that? Yeah, I do. And, and now, since the injury for uh, Josh Allen that he's had, the Bills are running the ball a lot more in the red zone than, than throwing it like they were. You know, they were throwing it before, giving him the opportunity to run it in or pass it in. And now it just seems like they're kind of going straight up to the run game. And even the head coach said they got to get back to the run game just like two weeks ago. And I think that's to take heat off Josh Allen. So I like Singletary here. Yeah, it'll be interesting. You, you saw he had 18 touches, uh, most of these had on the season uh, from a rushing standpoint against the Browns. Was it because it's the Browns who were one of the worst rushing defenses? Possibly, um, but the Lions aren't great against the run either. Uh, <laughs> obviously, we are concerned about the the elbow. It didn't seem to be a concern against Minnesota, but after Cleveland, you start to worry, you know, is is there some some pressure on Josh Allen to try to take some of that off so he can heal again short week on that elbow? So definitely something to consider. I like DJ Shark in the wide receiver room. If he plays here, 38, yeah, 3,800. I'll be eating Shark on Thanksgiving if he's only 3,800 in, in what is a potential shootout. I don't think so for me personally. I feel like they're bringing him along slowly. 
Uh, he only played a handful of snaps last week. If you're going to play a receiver, it's probably Amon Ross, St. Brown. Um, I'm not sure I'm going to play much in Detroit. Uh, we'll see once the once the time comes here Thursday. Um, I expect the Bills' defense to be better. Again, Amon Ross could potentially have that Cooper-type game, but I don't know. It's it's scary playing Lions, honestly. <laughs> Uh, Diggs, we, we like Diggs, of course, and of course. then Gabe Davis is getting a lot of work too at 5,300. We know that he can have those huge games, and right now his target share is is getting there. You know, it's it's consistent, uh, uh, consistently above five. Got seven, ten, five, seven again, and and he kind of seems to be growing into a different role there with the Buffalo Bills. Instead of just being that home run hitter, he's catching a lot of intermediate passes. I'm not sure if he can take those to the house, but I remember in the playoffs there was a lot of slant and goes, you know, a lot of catch the ball and go. And I think that he could have an explosion game here at 5,300. That seems like a really good price for Gabe Davis. Yeah, I, I like Gabe Davis um, quite a bit for, for Thanksgiving. He, he's got some drop issues, which is concerning, but – it's so scary not to play him because yeah. he can't have those boom games like you saw earlier, you know, against Pittsburgh. Where he only caught three balls, but it was for 171, two touchdowns. We saw what he did in the postseason against the Chiefs. Those type of games are scary, um, especially for his price tag. Most will go up to Diggs, uh, rightfully so, given the, the target share that Diggs has. But Gabe Davis is a good salary saver that can get you that boom week and really hurts you if you don't have him, if he has one of those big type of games. On a small slate like this, I could be looking to even maybe, I don't want to say put four people from the Buffalo Bills in a, in a lineup, but Dawson Knox, I can't ignore seven targets, seven receptions last week and 14 fantasy points, and he only went up $300. He's at 3500 this week, Pierre. That looks like a good spot for him, too. Yeah, I like Knox uh, quite a bit as well. Like you stated, his, his target share is starting to come up six and seven the last couple weeks. Again, you just want to target players against the Lions. Um, and, and Dawson Knox is there. He's going to get you a, a cheap way of getting to this 32-point team total that the Bills have. Uh, so I, I like Knox. And on the other side, you can even go Brock Wright okay. you know, with uh, the Lions. He's on the field 60-plus percent of the time, 2,900. So that's something to consider, especially if you think they're going to be behind and have to pass the ball. He may be someone that can save you some salary in addition if you can't or don't want to get up to Amon Ross St. Brown. Giants at Dallas, 45.5 point total for this one, Pierre. I know that we all are going to like the Dallas Cowboy defense after what they did last week <laughs> and going against the Giants offense that is really banged up right now on the offensive line. Their defensive backfield is really messed up, too. Their DBs are at 3,700. I like the Cowboys defense for sure. It, it doesn't, you could almost put that at 5K and I'd still be wanting, I'd be tempted. I'd be tempted. Yeah, they just get so much pressure. You know, Parsons, Lawrence. They got digs in the secondary, tracking down balls. They, they scored 10 uh, against the Giants. I don't think a lot of people are going to play them. Um, I think folks will be trying to save salary um, and likely paying down. So you may have the best defense on the slate going under own just because of the, the pricing constraints with other players you're trying to jam in. Dak Prescott, he's still got 20 fantasy points. He's been putting up 20 every single week that he's been back almost. Yeah. I don't know. you know, just So it's, it looks like one of those things. But at $6,200, I, I think I'd rather go up to Josh Allen or even down to a Jared Goff if I had to do that. It, it just doesn't seem like I'll be getting a lot of return out here for Dak Prescott. I mean, if he gets you 20, he'll take 20. Yeah. Um, let's say Josh Allen only gets you 24. If you're saving $1,800 – and you're only getting four less points, you would you would definitely take that in a heartbeat. Uh, the concern is that Allen can get you a 30-plus, and what if Dak gets you, you know, a 12, a 15, something like that. But you take 20 at 6,200. Um, I do think him and Allen will be the most popular two quarterbacks on the slate. Um, you look at them against the, the Giants earlier, it was Cooper Rush, and he, he was decent there um, in New York. Uh, you look at the two games back in 2021, there was an 11 at New York, but he put up 25.6 at home uh, against the Giants. You can get that at 6,200. You would take it. And he's easy uh, to pair up with, similar to Josh Allen. There's a, a really small target tree uh, for the Cowboys that you can really target from a pass-catching standpoint. One of the reasons why I love that Cowboy defense is simply because of Daniel Jones, Pierre. I, I, I don't trust him all that much. He, he had a big two, game last week. Well, he did, and he gave us you know close to 30 DraftKings points, but he threw two interceptions, and that was against the Detroit Lions at home. 
Now he's on the road playing at Dallas. You know, it's just, it just yeah. seems like it's he's going to be really good for my Dallas Cowboy defense. That's what he really seems to be <laughs> this week. I, I don't I don't know. I like Daniel Jones, of course, and I think the game script is where he's going to be playing from behind. But this could just be a Kirk Cousins game. What, the, what Dallas did to Kirk Cousins last week has me really scared for Daniel Jones. Yeah, it could get ugly. It could get ugly. As you mentioned, that big game was against the Lions. So, I mean, that's another reason to, to really look at Josh Allen. If Daniel Jones is putting up 30 against them, what should Josh Allen do? Uh, keyword should there. But I don't, I, don't, I don't like his rushing upside. So that's something you can look at with Daniel Jones. He can run. Uh, he's seen, you know, I think he's averaging seven and a half rushing attempts on the season. Uh, so if he can, can't do it with his arm, maybe he can do it with his legs, scramble out of some of that Cowboys pressure. Um, Barkley's going to be interesting. He's the highest price running back at 8K. I don't know how many people will get there because there's some really good value at running backs. Right. Um, I'm personally thinking of playing him just because I'm up against him in like two or three fantasy leagues this <laughs> week. So part of me wants to hedge and, and hopes that if he does have a big yeah. game, uh, at least I can get it from a DraftKings standpoint. If he doesn't, then that means that the, the teams I'm up against are also struggling. Do sacks count towards your negative running back yards? Like Daniel Jones gets sacked. Is that negative five yards? Uh, from a, a rushing standpoint, I don't believe so, no. Okay. Oh, well, then, you know, because I, I was sitting there going, I think Daniel Jones is going to end up with like negative 20 yards. Uh, but I agree with you. I don't think the, I don't think sacks count as a as yardage negatively towards a, a quarterback. So, yes, I just. It has to be I, like an actual attempt. So if he like takes off and they catch him, then yes. but He's going to be running for his life. <laughs> he, he's going to be running backwards. He's going to be screaming. You know, it's going <sighs> to. All right. Barkley, Pollard, or Ezekiel Elliott? Because I think they're all three going to be playing. Elliott's only at 5,800. And we see how this is going to play out here with the Dallas Cowboys, right? Elliott's going to be the goal line back. Pollard's going to be the guy who can run it in from 30 or 40 out is what it seems like to yeah. me. And I don't I don't know that I can trust either one of them. I'm not against playing them. It really just depends upon rostership. You know, if I want to be a little contrarian, then I'll play mm-hmm. either one. But if they're both highly rostered, I probably want to fade them. So Pollard's probably going to be, in my opinion, the highest rostered running back. Okay. You just look at what he's done the last, what, three weeks now? Um, really big games from him. Like you said, he's the he's the boom guy that can take it in from you know 40, 50 plus. He's got 24 plus, 30 plus in two out of last three, 24 plus in the, the last three. He's catching balls, he's caught, you know, six and three, he's gotten six targets in back-to-back games. So I think everyone's gonna gear towards Tony Pollard. They're gonna see the box score, what he's done the last three weeks. His price has only went up like $100 over the last two weeks, and what she's put up basically 40, uh, 24.8, and 36.7. So we just saw Jamal Williams score three touchdowns uh, against this Giants defense who struggled against the, the run themselves. So Pollard is probably who I would lean is probably who everyone else is going to lean. Um, but I still like Zeke. Um, like you stated, he's the goal line back. You look at his price at 5800 if he can get you, that the 17 that he got last week, really the last couple weeks, you take 17.7 for, for 5800 save $800, and allocate that salary somewhere else. Yeah, that's possible. I For me, what I think that my, the game plan might be, Wink Martindale is going to take away Pollard, right? Wink, Wink Martindale, the defensive coordinator for the mm-hmm. New York Giants, loves the blitz. He loves all those things. The old Baltimore Raven guy. And, and so I think that he's going to be able to try and game plan for Pollard, which really makes me want to go to a C.D. Lamb because in a blitz situation, that's going to open up things more for the wide receivers, more for the tight ends, I think, as they try and throw the ball out of that uh, kind of you know blitz package that, that they're going to be going against. So I'm looking at a C.D. Lamb because I think everybody will be off him this week, Pierre, and he, he didn't have a great game last week. Didn't have mm-hmm. a great game, which makes me think that he, I'm not going to say he's a squeaky wheel, but they want to keep all those guys happy. Yeah, yeah, good price, too. Came down $400. Um, saw 12 targets earlier with Cooper Rush against this Giants defense. So I do like Lamb, and I agree a lot of folks will probably prefer to get to to Diggs or, or Jefferson. So he could definitely be on the, the lower-owned, lower-roster type of spectrum there when you consider who else is on this slate at receiver. 
Right. Uh, and and anybody else there, Gallup, we're not looking at Gallup. Are you going to pull any New York Giants off the bench again this week and try to tell me to start, you know, on Isaiah Hodgins or whatever his name is? <laughs> hey, hey, he got a couple targets. Okay. Uh, thank you. He, he's, he's got more points than, than Quez has, some of the things when you actually recommended him. But Hey, Kat, he got a touchdown. <laughs> he got a tummy. He did. So maybe Hodgins gets a, a touchdown. That's the thing about these holiday slates. There's always there's always situations right. where people score and you're like who like that helps no one that happens every holiday it doesn't matter Christmas Thanksgiving so there's gonna be a guy that's gonna score and it could be him plus you thinking about the fact uh, they lost Wondell Robinson uh, to injury so he's gonna be gone Richie James is questionable Kenny Galladay stinks so it's gonna basically leave like Slayton Hodgins those type of guys if you need a, a punt why not play the guys that are on the field. Uh, yeah, you're right, and and I say that if you play Richie James, you're questionable yourself. Okay, that's what I'm. <laughs> hey, uh, tight ends Dalton Schultz. He is uh, in play, 3800. I, I tried mm-hmm. to play him last week, but you know Dalton Schultz gets those targets each and every week. It doesn't look like anybody really has uh, taken off from the New York Giant tight end room at all. So I think we can uh, nobody there. Well, right? I look at I look at Lawrence Gager, so. It was at one point Tanner Hudson that was getting the receiving down work, but the last couple of weeks, Gager has been running the routes for okay. the Giants. So he had a pretty solid preseason as well. I think he may even have came over from the Jets, but last two weeks, 65% of the snaps, 74% of the snaps, uh, where uh, Myrick and Hudson both played 20% or less. So Gager's the one on the field. He's 2,700. Bellinger's already been ruled out. So if you do want to punt at tight end, it would be Gager out of the, the ones listed here for the Giants. New England at Minnesota, Pierre. This game total is at 42.5, the lowest one. It's primetime Kirk Cousins game. Is this considered primetime <laughs> when it's Thursday and everybody's going to be watching? It's the last it game is. of the night. So this is primetime Kirk Cousins going against one of the better defenses in the league, as far as I'm concerned, the New England Patriots, who are who are at 3,000. By the way, three K three. How how are they at three K, Pierre? <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know. They've been really good the last few weeks. I'm not sure. This you couple that with Cousins, like it's it's gonna be. It feels like a trap for some reason. It does. That's, no, that's it does. Like You're absolutely right. <laughs> 3K, that, that, something's wrong there. And uh, Anyway, Kirk Cousins. So it makes me want to put Kirk Cousins in play because that pricing does seem so wrong. If we go back to our – Vegas is real good at this stuff, and so is DraftKings, you know. If we see something like that, there's a red flag going off, brother. That's that's what that's going He can't be as bad as he was against Dallas, right? There's no way he can be that bad again. He dropped $500. He's 5600 Like. I, I don't know. Kirk Cubs, he's interesting. My, it, it take a it take you know quite the gamble given he's been terrible in prime time. Given he's capable of doing what we just saw a week ago um, against a similar good defense. So, uh, and and his numbers his numbers would have looked a lot better last week if Hawkinson would have cut one of those touchdown passes. Who knows how the game would have turned out a little bit there? It just doesn't seem like they were on the same page. Hawkinson mm-hmm. had had the fumble ruskies or whatever. Hawkinson's at five k. It's hard to go back to him when you got somebody like uh, Dalton Schultz there at thirty eight hundred. I, I it's hard to do that, but. Maybe, maybe looking at the pricing of the New England Patriots, maybe it is a maybe it is a Viking sacky week, man. I mean, I hadn't really thought about it like going into the show, but fifty six hundred—that's the cheapest he's been all year. I think I think that's the cheapest he's been in two years, and nobody's going to roster him. No, it is because everyone's going to remember what he just did. And I mean, he gets you. Like we talked about Dak getting twenty, if Josh Allen only gets you like twenty-four. Kirk Cousins does the same at fifty-six hundred. You're just opening up so much salary. We're so. thinking this. This is Kirk Cousins' prime time, buddy. This is I know. Just play Josh okay. Allen. Don't listen. Yeah, to just us. Play, yeah. Don't listen to us at all. <laughs> Kirk Mac Jones. He's not in play at 5100. I guess right? No. No. Okay, no. no. And then running backs, Dalvin Cook, Ramondre Stevenson, and Damian Harris made a little splash last week, Pierre. But I don't, I, I don't trust it. He wasn't on the field that much. He, he did yeah. what he did when he got the chance. But it's still Ramondre's backfield. And at 6,400, I think that he could find the end zone a couple of weeks, if you a couple of times, if you just think of what those Cowboys running backs did last week. Exactly. Um, I do like Ramondre. For one, he gets the passing down work as well. So if they get behind. That's kind of going to take Harris off the field. They need to be in those ugly type games like they were 
uh, with the Jets for for Harris to really have his boom. And you look, he only got like six, 15 touches, uh, 15 snaps. So he got he got 10, 10 total touches. He had eight rushing attempts. He had two targets on 15 snaps. So that's a pretty good ratio of being on the field. I wouldn't count on that happening again. So I would probably lean Stevenson myself. Yeah, and you know, short week stuff. People know that, and so they've 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 really smarted up. Uh, it, it sounded really dumb me saying that, but they really <laughs> smarted up of of working the workloads early, like in a game like that against the Jets. You know, and so that keeps them fresh for Thursday. Keeps them fresh. <laughs> there you go. Wide receivers, are we trusting Jefferson at 8,200 this week? He put up a clunker. He's got the turf toe stuff going on. I, I, I don't know that I could trust him. I I guess if I'm going to pair Cousins up, I'm going to do it with a Hawkinson. I mean, he's Justin Jefferson, so that's the that's that's what I dislike about this stuff sometimes is you look and again, folks are gonna look at last week, they're gonna think about the toe, you're gonna think about Belichick taking away your best player, so all that's gonna be in mind. If no one's gonna play Justin Jefferson, then I want all the Justin Jefferson right, right. because he can't get you. You know, he's got thirty plus four times already this season, uh, almost five times. Out of out of twelve weeks, if you can get that, no one else is going to be on him on a short slate like this. You need points. You want points. He can he can really set you apart. So uh, again, kind of pay attention, listen to to other pods. Uh, yeah. If you have any type of subscription, look at that roster ship and ownership going into Thursday. And if no one's clicking on him, then definitely click on Justin Jefferson. So we're sacking it up with the Cousins, Jefferson, and Hawkinson and running it back with Jacoby Myers. This sounds like a wonderful <laughs> Thursday. I, I'm going hey, to go need another piece of pumpkin pie already. Hey, Pierre, build me a Thursday lineup, sir, if you don't mind, because we haven't even touched the other games yet. And this is all right, all so we, we talked about Cousins, but I'm not doing that. Give me Josh Allen. Give <laughs> me uh, Diggs. I like Diggs, obviously, with Allen. Um I'll put Jefferson. Give me Justin Jefferson, 8,200. I'm paying all the way up here. Uh, give me give me Knox to go with Allen. So that gives me kind of a double stack with Knox. Okay. Running backs. I'm going to go Zeke. Give me Zeke Elliott. I think everybody's going to pay Pollard, so I'll be a little contrarian with Zeke. Give me Ramondre Stevenson at 6,400. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to go to my guy Hodgins at 3K just to, to kind of rub a little salt. Uh, in that wound there, uh, they'll tie in. Give me Schultz at 3,800, and then I'll take the the Vikings D uh, over the Patriots. Give me the Vikings D at 3,100. So Josh Allen, Zeke Elliott, Ramondre Stevenson, Diggs, Hodgins, Justin Jefferson, Dawson Knox, Dalton Schultz, Vikings D. I can't even find a Hodgins on here. All right, Vikings defense. I'm putting this in here. <laughs> All right. All right. You want the Vikings defense? That'll be it. That does it. I just entered my Thursday free contest there, Pierre. That was a free one. But we do have the one over on the DFS Streamer podcast, which will make it an official lineup later on uh, from both of us. I think we both joined that contest here. And mm-hmm. invite your friends over to that one. It'll be located on the FI Today with a little underscore pinned tweet. It'll be underneath there. Pierre, we got another game. I'm going to have to go around here at the lobby. I'm going to have to figure out how to get to the other games and stuff. You know how I'm an old man, right? So why don't you tell everybody about our Twitter handles and we're where they can find us and beg them to like, subscribe, and all that stuff. Absolutely. So you can find us at Fit Today with an underscore at the end. Uh, you can find me personally at Peewee31. You can find Wes at Loafing It, Loaf Like the Bread, uh, at Loafing It there on Twitter. Um, shows on all the major podcast platforms, your Spotify, your Apple Podcasts, under the Fantasy Impact Today Network. Uh, give us a like, give us stars. Uh, we really appreciate anything that gets us out in front of other people. Uh, if you feel like we've helped you, then please help us and we can continue to help others. Hey, you did a very good job. Not as good as me because I am, that's why I am, I am the star of the show though, Pierre. That's why I am. The, no, you did a great job. I'm just kidding. That's good, good job. Uh, Denver at Carolina. We got to get into this one. We got to fly this one. Do we want to play anybody from this one? It's a 35 point total. I haven't looked at these totals yet. 35 point total. Not really. Um, Sutton would be one uh, if Judy's still out. I don't mind setting down at 5,600. And if you really get really, really, really ugly, Sam Darnold's going to be the starter. He's 4,900. Uh, he's got some from rushing upside himself. Uh, so if you want to punt at – I know that's your your kind of range at, at quarterback, Sam Darnold, 4,900. But I don't think I'm playing much. Maybe the defense is from this game. 
Boy, that that is tempting, though. I mean, it is tempting because Darnold uh, did what he did at the beginning of last season. I'm not going to say it was good fantasy numbers. I got to go mm-hmm. back and look to see what it was. But he he did pretty well. Hey, the running back room. I, we had to touch on this because Latavius Murray is the only man left standing. Melvin Gordon is gone. Latavius Murray's at 5K. He's been getting a lot of work. He was already the red zone guy. I think he's going to enable him to get more work. Or or Pierre, as our guy Marlon Mack going to finally have his breakout game this year. <laughs> well, my best ball lineup sure does. <laughs> Hope he has at least one or two games. But, no, I think it'll be uh, Latavius Murray, 5K. He's, he's he's really cheap, so I think he'll be in play. Um, not sure I'll play him, but he, he's definitely in play given the price tag. But also watch, um, so, like, the, the Rams released Daryl Henderson this afternoon. And there's rumors that he could land in Denver. Not sure if that'll actually happen, but just pay attention if they do pick up another running back to compete with Murray now that they've released Melvin Gordon. But what a terrible room. I mean, Jerry Judy is the highest priced wide receiver for this game, Pierre, and he hasn't played in two weeks, you know, and he's at 5,700. Think about that for a minute. That's, that's oh, look really at the, the over under 36. Like, that's really low. It's one thing if it's like a blizzard or something, but. I think the weather's going to be all right. And so for it still to be 36, that's saying a lot from Vegas. Broncos defense at 3,800 might be a really good play this week. Tampa Bay at Cleveland Pier. This one looks like a possibly a sneaky little shootout. We, Watson's not playing in this game, is he? No, he's not okay. back until right. the Texans game. All right, so this is 43 and a half uh, game total, and Cleveland's just not playing that bad. Jacoby Brissett hasn't done anything to lose his job. I'm not saying he's done anything to keep his job, but he hasn't done anything necessary to lose his job. This Tampa Bay defense is one that is really tough, started getting a little bit better before their bye week. They're coming off their bye week, so they're a little bit healthier. I don't. Tampa Bay looks like a team that's putting it together, but Cleveland doesn't seem like a team that's falling apart. No, this will be an interesting game. Um Obviously, you got Brady on one side. He's going to have some healthy weapons with, you know, Godwin, Evans. Julio's actually looking, you know, healthy. They could get Russell Gage back. Um, Fournette's going to play. I know he has a question mark. They say he's going to play. So you got the offense on one side. And, I mean, the Browns are just serviceable. They're in every game. I know Brissett's not the guy that, that Watson is from a talent standpoint. But he's he's going to play hard. He's going to be a leader. He's going to keep you around. They still got Nick Chubb on the ground, Kareem Hunt. Amari Cooper at home, you know, he actually had a good game on the road, which threw everybody off. Uh, now he's at home. So it, it could be interesting. I'm not sure if I'll play much. Um, I like other pieces of this slate, but uh-huh. if no one else is going to play, there's clearly talent that I just named off that will be on the field. Yeah, Amari Cooper, just it was a neutral game side is the reason why. It was a neutral game uh, side. True, true. <laughs> hey, who would you rather have the running back, though, out of this game? White at 5,100, Fournette at 5,800, or Nick Chubb at 7,800? Which one would you rather play? I took Kareem Hunt out there because he's, he's not at Um, Probably still Fournette. Okay. I know he's questionable, but I, I prefer him over White. And Tampa's got a pretty good run defense, so that, that scares me off of Chubb. But nobody plays Chubb, so you can still play him if you wanted to. Okay. All right. And as far as the wide receivers go, we, Donovan Peoples-Jones, he, he got a touchdown last week, which was good. It was a homecoming thing, so I don't think that that necessarily will play out this week again, especially against that Tampa offense. Are, are you looking to play, though, a Julio Jones at 4K? Is that a possibility? He played pretty well last week. I mean, you can. I mean, you take the risk that he, he hurts his hamstring like his first play and he's out for the game. But if he can get you, you know, the 12 that you would need to, to kind of give you that that three times the value as a, a cheaper receiver, then, then go for it. The ball's going to get spread around. You know Godwin's going to get his. Mike Evans is going to get his. So you just got to hope that, you know, Julio's still going to be involved and that it's, it's his week. All right, but nobody else jumps out there at you. What about David Njoku? He's at 3,600 coming back. And if there's one vulnerability for the Tampa Bay defense, yes. it's the tight end. Yeah, I like Njoku if he's back. I'm concerned. Uh, he didn't play much that, that last week. He played like 37% of the snaps. It was still Harrison Bryant getting the majority. Hopefully another week uh, health is there, as I do like attacking uh, Tampa with the tight ends, and I really don't like uh, the tight ends outside of the, the top guys this week. So Njoku would be one I wouldn't mind taking a shot on. Baltimore Jacksonville's at 43-and-a-half point total here, Pierre. I told you I told you that Lamar Jackson was not playing that great. I told you that he wasn't. And you kind of chuckled at me a little bit, said he is running, and he is. He is getting that. But he's just not that big workload anymore like that. Yeah. What about at 8K, though? He could still give you 40. It feels like Lamar Jackson can give you 40, but 8K <laughs> seems like too much for what he's been doing. 
Yeah, he can. He hasn't, you know, in weeks, but he he can. And that's the that's the upside that you want. Um, but it's tough. You know, you look at his receiving core, you know, he doesn't have Bateman. That's been pretty big. Andrews has been banged up. So if those guys start to get healthy, it'd be a time to jump back on. I know Andrews was back last week. Uh, Bateman's not going to be back. So just keep that in mind. You know, being able to have people to throw to does play a part of that to it open helps. things up. It, <laughs> um, it is Jacksonville, but uh, I still don't know if I'll pay the, the 8K for Lamar. But I do like Andrews uh, quite a bit. 6500 you know, really cheap price for him. He's capable of getting you that 20-plus. Um, really set himself apart from other tight ends. Uh, you saw he got eight targets, caught six for 63, you know, his first game back. Uh, there in Jacksonville, weather should be should be solid down there in Florida. So I don't mind Andrews at, at 6,500 again and what's going to be an ugly tight end type of slate, I feel. You got to look at Demarcus Robinson, too. At only 4,300, I think he's a better option than Julio Jones. He's seen more consistent work. He had New Orleans in between uh, Carolina and Tampa Bay. And New Orleans, we know, has that weird secondary and everything. Just, just It was a weird game. Uh, he only had four targets with that one. But last week, he had nine targets, nine receptions, gave us 25 DraftKings points, Pierre. He's got to be somebody that you want to go to, or at least I want to go to. I always thought he was one of Patrick Mahomes' favorite wide receivers when he was in Kansas City. I just he's so inconsistent. That's what that's what I don't like. He's he's not someone I can be confident in. Um, so like you stated, like he just had the nine for for one twenty eight, but just before that he had one for twelve, and you you don't want that one for twelve. You want a better floor uh, when it comes to your receivers in that price range. Yes, it's great if he can get you the boom, but I mean it's it's tough. Um, I don't know. I wonder if Mark Andrews was healthy that game because having Mark Andrews back surely is going to help that wide receiving core like it maybe did last week for Robinson. And if if he was, you know, if Robinson, if if Andrews was out that week that you're looking at for uh, Demarcus Robinson, that would explain that away. You know what I mean? Like it's just yeah, it's true. It, it's true. Like but also, you look at Duvernay; like he's only got one target two yeah. weeks in a row himself, which isn't the norm when you look at it earlier. So something's just something's changing. Uh, with the Ravens. We'll, we'll see how it plays out in Jacksonville. Is it changing into the running back room? Can we trust anybody? Are you going to Are you gonna be willing to play a Gus Edwards at 5,600 this week if he's back? Because he's their running back. He's their guy. I play Gus Edwards, yeah. I don't. I, I fell for the King and Drake trap. Oh, me too. Again. And we did this years ago when he was in Arizona. <laughs> where we fall for the King and Drake trap. And I thought I was safe. Gus Edwards got ruled out. And wouldn't you know it, I fell for King and Drake. Another time, and I'm done. I'm never- done playing Kenyon Drake. He's going to the the, the redacted group. I've right. never played him again. All right. I'll put him in the same boat with Mike Davis then, all right, because I can't do that one again either. Maybe we shouldn't do the Marlon Mack one either. We'll just put them all together. Travis Etienne, though, at 6,700, was really going well there for for him earlier this year. The last game he played wasn't that impressive. I don't know what it was there about that against the Kansas City Chiefs. It just wasn't impressive. But the games before that, he was really making a big boom. I think we got to go back to it if people remember that. If he's not rostered a lot at 6,700, we know that he can get us there. Yeah, I like his price. Um, I don't like running backs against the Ravens. Um, okay. I really like their front seven, so that concerns me a bit. Uh, but, I mean, the Chiefs just throw you off your game. Like, the way they go up and down the field and score points, it's really easy for running backs to to kind of get left out um, from the, the offensive coordinator of the opposing team because uh, they just panic. And so that's probably what took place against that Chiefs game. I don't see the Ravens kind of getting out in front like the, the Chiefs were able to. Uh, so he could be in play, but again, I don't like running backs against the Ravens personally. Right, no Evan Ingram this game then either. Uh, Houston at Miami, Pierre. This one looks like Miami's uh, kind of coming off a bye week and everything. A good mm-hmm. way to break off rust against Houston coming to Miami. So Miami's at home. This game totals at 46 and a half right now. And I think that it'll probably stay around there. And you know Miami is going to really light it up. Are we are we building a Miami stack this week, Pierre? If you can, yeah. Yeah. Um, they got a 29-and-a-half foot total. Uh, again, coming off the bye, they're at home against the Texans who haven't been good. You can run against them with Jeff Wilson or Mostert. I lean Jeff Wilson. He seemed to be the mm-hmm. the, the the leader uh, in the clubhouse last week. Obviously, you got both Waddle and Tyreek Hill. They're playable every week. Uh, their prices came down a little bit as well for a couple hundred dollars. So, yeah, I do like the, the Dolphins quite a bit this week. 
Yeah, I, I, I'm staying away from all uh, Texans. I don't see any of them that I like at the price. Uh, I know the secondary, and this could be a little shootout, so they'll have to throw the ball a lot. But the bad thing is, is Davis Mills is throwing the ball on the on the you know, on the other end there. It just it's not working out this year at all. So I'm I'm staying away from a Cooks and a Collins this week. Yeah, I mean, if you want to have a bring back, that'd be the only thing. If you do stack the Dolphins and you want to have a bring back in case it's a shootout, um, you can. But with the Texans, it's likely not to be a shootout. So. I'll go Eno Benjamin over all that stuff. That's what there I'll you do. go. Uh, Dolphins defense looks like it's in play at 3,900 going against that Houston Texans offense that just hasn't been able to get it going, Pierre, and that Davis Mills has a tendency to, to you know, turn the ball over every once in a while. So I, yeah. I like them at home, 3,900 this week. Yeah, and they play better at home, averaging roughly 10, 10 to 11 points at home versus four away. So you couple that with Davis Mills, and they're in pretty good shape. They're pricey, but if you can't get up to them, it, it could be worth your while. Chicago at the New York Jets. This game total just under 40. It's at 39 and a half. And boy, it was a fun ride. It was really a fun ride with Justin Fields while it lasted. But he came back down to earth a little bit last week and he really started getting banged up here. I saw that yeah. guy, you know, it, 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 it was his it was his shoulder, his left shoulder. It was his hamstring. Everything's going wrong. This is this is I, I really like the Jets defense in this one, Pierre. I hope he's OK, but he may I not play. He may not play. And, I mean, 23.6 isn't, isn't bad. He still got no. three times the value last week. But, yeah, it'd be tough rolling with him, especially given his upsides on the ground. And it's going to be harder to take some of those hits with a, a shoulder issue if he does play, in addition to the Jets just having a really solid defense themselves. Um, so I don't know if I'm playing any Bears at all this week. Yep. Um, I don't mind the Jets defense, as you mentioned, um, at 3,300. And then I don't mind uh, taking another shot at – the receivers, um, Garrett Wilson in particular, uh, really let us down. I think I even recommended him to a few people to ask questions. Um, let us down. Zach Wilson, you know, really struggled himself. They're thinking of potentially making a, a quarterback change uh, with the Jets. So Whoa. Robert Salah did not did not commit to Zach Wilson, and so you know who that could who that could bring back into the fold. Oh, uh, yes, I I do know who that could be. But I don't know. It seems like Mike White was the guy that people wanted to be in there instead of Joe Flacco. But, man, if Joe Flacco's it, that's good news for all those wide receivers again. It is. It is. But I still like Wilson regardless. Wilson, okay. Wilson, uh, 4,300. You look at the game before the Patriots, you know, he 17.9, 20.5, uh, getting the targets himself. So I still like him at. 4,300. He's probably the only one outside of Jets defense that I'll play, though. Unless it's Flacco, then Elijah Moore and Corey Davis. Everybody, Tyler everybody Conklin, all of them are back in play. <laughs> because, and, and, and this is for real. Uh, the, if, if Justin Fields is down and out in this one, and I, I've seen that rookie head coach of yours, okay? I'm not calling yes. him my guy yet, all right? He, he's, <laughs> he's growing a lot throughout the year. But, man, even after Justin Fields got banged up, I'm telling you, the Chicago Bears fans wanted to revolt because they were still running him. It, it, and it was, just, it was driving me crazy. And there was a lot of Bears fans that were like that, that were feeling like, like what are you in the world? What kind of play calls are you guys calling? You know, we're just, we're just really kind of angry, kind of upset. Well, so, Trevor, Trevor Simi has always been serviceable. So keep that in mind. He, he started a few games for the Saints, and he was, he was all right. I know the Jets defense is good, but I mean, don't discount Trevor Simeon. If it's Nathan Peterman, then yeah, load up all the Jets. But if it's Peterman, yeah, Tyler Cochran, Tyler Cochran, quarterback. Uh, Cincinnati at Tennessee. This is Tennessee always makes every single game ugly, is what they do, yeah. and and that's that's just that's their mo. And it's forty two and a half point total here. I don't want to play any of these Cincinnati Bengals just simply because of the Tennessee Titans defense and the ugliness that they make this. So I want to stay away from the Cincinnati Bengals this week, Pierre. Yeah, it's tough because they they really mess things up up front with, with Simmons and they they grind you out with Derrick Henry. Uh, we even saw it in the playoffs. It was like 19 to 16 was the, the final of that game. But, I mean, Burrow's Burrow. He's he's 6,700. Right. I don't we'll think he'll put up Burrow. the 30-plus. But he's, he saw the offensive line is getting a little better. He may get Jamar Chase back. He's scheduled to return this week. So, you add Chase to the fold. Uh, with Higgins, with Boyd, obviously with with Hurst even maybe, and 
it gets interesting, even more so. Um, Joe Mixon maybe won't play because of the concussion protocol. Right. Um, so now you, you add in some IJ Ryan, and they might struggle running the ball. Like P. Yes. P. Ryan, most of his points came through the air yep. himself. So if they're forced to throw it, you know, throwing throwing more attempts with Joe Burrow should be a good thing. <laughs> yeah, it is. And I'll tell you, the Tennessee Titans they they give up the most air yards, I think, of any defense. Right. So mm-hmm. so they allow the big plays, and that falls right into what the Cincinnati Bengals do. It's just that the that it's just the Titans yeah. make it so ugly. I, I don't. I know. It's hard to trust them. Uh, I'll tell you somebody I do am starting to trust though is Austin Hooper, and I know he caught a touchdown on a little gimmicky play and all, but Ryan Tannehill and Austin Hooper, that connection's starting to go a little bit right now. And the Tennessee Titans have always been one of those teams that enjoy utilizing the tight end at their position and 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 allowing them around the red zone to catch those one or two touches with Jonu Smith. We you know we went through that whole phase and everything. Mm-hmm. Austin Hooper might be taking over that role again. So at 3K, if I'm going to take a chance on a tight end, he might be one of those guys I do. You could. Um... He could be chasing what happened in the Packers game a little bit as he hadn't had double digits at all until that game. Uh, he got two touchdowns in that game. So just be careful there. You would want them to get behind, um, I think, to, to play Hooper. If they're able to, to get out in front and just grind out Derrick Henry, that's what they prefer to do. Um, so we'll, we'll see. They, they do get really gimmicky sometimes down the goal line versus Hainert to Henry. Uh, they do those rollouts with Tannehill where he rolls it in with his little layup thing, or they, they do the rollout and look for a, a tight end, be it a, a Hooper, a, a Jeff Swain sometimes mm-hmm. catches it. So it's definitely a possibility, but you really need touchdowns from their tight end position to, to pay off uh, the salary that they usually come in at. Atlanta at Washington, this is a 42-point oh, total. Oh, right? oh, oh, Traylon Burks. Don't forget Traylon Burks. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, he's only 4,200, uh, came back healthy, seen – Basically seven to eight targets, had seven for 111. So he's didn't play. Again, if they get behind, I like him at 4,200. Okay, that's a good call. He did slip by there. Uh, Atlanta at Washington. This game totals at 42 right now, Pierre. Looks like the Washington wide uh, running backs are the ones that you really want to kind of key in on on this one because the Bears were able to run all over them. Everybody's been able to run all over Atlanta. And at Mm -hmm. home, it seems like they should be able to run a little bit more. Gibson's only at 5,400. I like him. I like him over Brian Robinson this week. Yeah, I've liked him over him all season. Uh, I'm not sure, you know, why Robinson gets so many touches. I, I get the feel-good story, but Gibson just feels like the better back. Uh, McKissick's also on the IR with neck issue now, so it's really come down to a, a two-man backfield. Um, so don't mind Gibson. And really, I, I'm kind of intrigued by the the commander's offense in general, uh, just because it's the, the Falcons. So it's a good matchup across the board. Don't mind Heineke. He hasn't been great uh, this year from a, a stat standpoint. Um, he's been great to get him the wins, but 5,300 uh, is not bad. You look at McCorn, he's down at a really good price as well, uh, below 6K. Uh, Samuel at 5K, Dotson at 4K. Like, I mean, if he's healthy, John Dotson's had some really big games already earlier on uh, to, to start the year. So eh, I, I don't mind the commanders. Even Logan Thomas finally saw targets last week. Um, what six? Yeah, six targets, five for sixty-five, uh, eleven and a half points. So I kind of like the Commanders' defense as a cheap kind of stack. Not, not defense, offense as a cheap snack. Okay, I, I, the Dotson thing. I think Logan Thomas being back and he looked a little bit healthier last week might be taking any opportunities from Dotson away, and mm-hmm. also taking opportunities away from Samuel as well. I know he got a touchdown last week, I think, but uh, it's one of those things. And for me, Dotson played a lot better whenever Wentz was in there. So I, I like sure. it if Wentz was in there, not when Heineke's in there. Heineke just does not have an arm. I've watched him throw the ball, and I'm like, ah, he can't even do it twenty yards, <laughs> which, which is great for a route runner like McLaurin, though. I mean, that's that's wonderful for him. And, but it puts it in Logan Thomas range as well. Yeah, I mean, they all played 60-plus percent. So Dotson ran 66% of the snaps. More than Samuel, who only ran 60%. So even with Logan Thomas back, again, you want them on the field to have have the opportunity. Whether Heineke can get them the ball, of course, is another story. I do think the Falcons' defense can help that, though. I do, too. And you'll hear a lot of talk about the Washington Commanders' defense. Me, personally, I don't like it against Atlanta. Atlanta doesn't throw the ball enough. They don't yep. turn the ball over enough to allow an opportunity for the commanders to really pay off, even at a $3,600 price range. Agreed. They might get Chase Young back, which will help a little bit. But yeah, if they're not dropping back, 
and it could drop back even less with the injury to Pitts. Um, there's really no one to throw to outside of, of Drake London and apparently Demir Bird. So it could be a, a really ugly, low-scoring type of game, which is why the total is probably at 41 and a half. This one's in the dome, the Los Angeles Chargers at the Arizona Cardinals. This is at 47 and a half. This looks like a great spot for the Los Angeles Chargers. I don't think Kyler Murray's going to be playing in this one again. I could be wrong on that, mm-hmm. but it just didn't. It did. I I I I thought he. I saw where he was going to be out one or two games. I just don't see him playing in this one possibly. And so that just really, we saw what uh, San Francisco was able to do against these Arizona Cardinals last night. And so I think Justin Herbert will be able to take advantage of that this week. Yeah, he's got the he's got the talent, but keep in mind, 49ers are loaded. Like that team's so stacked with you know McCaffrey, Kittle, Elijah Mitchell, Debo, Brandon Ayuk. They have some studs on that team. Uh, the Chargers do have Eckler. They they have Keenan Allen, who's not quite back, but Mike Williams, you know, he hurt his ankle again, so he'll probably miss because that was a high ankle sprain. You're still worried about Keenan Allen, like he. He was on the field. He, he got eight targets, but he didn't seem to be all the way back himself, um, which is concerning. Josh Palmer obviously had the, the bit game. Uh, but again, you look at Arizona, they're actually going to be, you know, at home in this game versus in Mexico. So they have the, the fans there. I do think that the, the value of the slate might be in this game. Do you do you know who that is? The value of the slate might be in this game. Hmm. That's uh, would it, could you uh, Palmer maybe fifty four hundred? No, that, Carter no. Yeah, uh, Dorch. Uh, Dorch. Yeah, thirty one hundred. Dorch. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You look at Rondell Moore. He got hurt like the second play of the game with his groin. Uh, went out, didn't see the the field again. That's what kept him out. You know, early into the year. Dorch saw ten targets, caught nine for one hundred and three. You look at what he did without Rondell Moore in the slot early in the year. You know, he was putting up double-digit games as well. He's 3100 the, the minimum salary for receivers, 3K. He's only $100 more than that. You have to see if, you know, Hollywood Brown might be back um, at 5300 Could throw a little cog into that. But if Rondell's out, if Marquise Brown is still out, Greg Dortch at, at 3100 will be the, the value of the slate, in my opinion. Okay, I agree with you. Um, and everybody else, I think we could fire up almost any other charger that we're talking about here. Uh, but, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Other than Hopkins, I'm not sure who I'd want to play um, from the Cardinals, Pierre. I guess Colt McCoy, 5,100. He didn't play terrible last night. He, he didn't. Um, again, you got to watch the Kyler situation, but I think it'd just be the receivers. Uh, Hopkins, Dorch. Um, you can look at James Conner as well because the, the Chargers have given up quite a few points on the ground also. Um, so James Conner should they definitely get the volume now that, you know, Benjamin's gone. He's kind of got that backfield to himself. They're not really using Keontae Ingram unless it's a blowout type of situation. And play Devin Henderson. Uh, Dylan, uh, play Henderson if he goes there. No, I'm just kidding. It's a joke. <laughs> it's a joke. Las Vegas at Seattle, Pierre. You told me last week. You said, hey, it's Devontae Adams, man. Play him. And I was like, ah, I'll play Devontae. This one's in the rain, though. It's going to be raining in Seattle. It's that time of year. 47.5 point total. It's going to probably be cold, too. You just know how Seattle is this time of year. But 47.5 is a pretty high point total this week, Pierre. Do we want to play anything out of this game or everything out of this game? <laughs> I don't know about everything, but I, I like quite a bit. So the reason I, I really was on Adams is you look at the, the Raiders offense, and it's like a two, two-person two show now. Renfro's gone. Waller's gone. Um, it's Adams and it's Josh Jacobs. They're basically getting everything. They're getting all the volume, getting all the touches. And when it, when offenses are that concentrated, it's, it's really easy to, to play those guys because they're getting, you know, 15-plus targets from a receiving standpoint. You see Jacobs getting 20-plus rushes every single game. Um, so that's something to keep in mind. It does look like rain is in the forecast, about a what, 60% chance, mm-hmm. uh, 45 degrees, so it will be cooler. Um, that makes me lean towards the running backs. So I do like Jacobs at 7,700. Uh, again, just mentioned, he's getting almost 30 touches a game when you, you think about the rushing and receiving. Uh, he's capable of putting up those 30 point games, which we saw earlier. He's put up 22-plus back-to-back weeks. Uh, so I like Jacobs. And on the other side, I like Kenneth Walker the third as well, uh, 6,900. Um, you look at, like, every other game he's putting up 30. Uh, this will be the, the game to put up 30 based off that trend. And we just saw the the Raiders, uh, again, they've, they've given up points on the ground. 
Uh, even Latavius Murray got into the end zone uh, mm-hmm. last week. So I do like Kenneth Walker. I don't mind Geno. Uh, I think no one's played him this year, but he's been a really good price. He's still 6K. Uh, he's been really good for the, the Seahawks. So I don't mind him. The rain concerns me a bit. So I'll probably just lean uh, with both running backs in this game. I don't mind the rain as much as I used to. I I wouldn't like it if the temperature was there as well. You know what I mean? But uh, nowadays, those gloves they got on, they can catch the ball themselves. They don't even need receiver. They don't even have hands in them, man. It's true. Uh, true. So so there we go. All right. Uh, But that may put the defenses in play at 35 and 2,600. The Raiders defense we just saw last week, the guy won it with playing $2,600 Raiders defense or however much they were last week. Okay. Yeah, I don't know if that'll happen again. Their defense is very good. No, I agree. Uh, and and Gino's better than Russell Wilson. I think we can kind of say that Come at least this on. year, right now. So, Come on. Uh, I don't. I, I like Seattle. Their their defense does play better at home. Um, so I, I don't mind the the Seahawks and the twelfth man there. Okay, Los Angeles Rams at the Kansas City Chiefs. Forty four point total for this one, Pierre. Are we playing any Los Angeles Rams? That's the question. Mm-hmm. No. No. Okay. Uh, what uh, Kansas City Chief player aren't we playing? How about that? C-E-H. Uh, <laughs> probably the running back. So okay. I don't like any of the running backs. I do like the Rams up front. Obviously, Aaron Donald and those guys. Um, but like they got a lot football. of pass catchers that are – what's that? I said, I, I was just going to say, it looks like the Rams have kind of quit, you know? And I, I kind of worry about that because Pacheco's been able to run up and down the field against uh, his opponent, whoever they are. And I mean, I he runs hard. I think someone said he, looks, he runs like he has the – the star in Super Mario is <laughs> his running style, <laughs> which I thought was pretty funny. But they still, I mean, you just think they came up against Kamara um, last week, and Kamara didn't do much. Andy Dalton threw for, like, what, three touchdowns? Uh, only had four incompletions. So with that being said, I think it's Mahomes, right? Yeah, well, you're probably right. Here's, here's a crazy thing about the Chiefs that I've noticed, and i got to watch a, a lot of Chiefs at my house because of my daughter and everything. Patrick Mahomes, he walks sideways sometimes. You know what I mean? Like he walks <laughs> like he's leaning. I know you've seen that before. I've pointed that out. Uh, I know. <laughs> and then Pacheco, he talks out of the side of his mouth. Like he talks like only on the left or the right-hand side. I don't know which one it is. But he just talks out of one side of the mouth. Like if you were sitting on one side of him, you wouldn't be able to understand what he was saying. So it's kind of – they got this leaning thing in Kansas City. I don't know. All right, <laughs> well, anyway. I mean, even so, like there, there's value in the receiving core. If yeah. if Juju's out again with a concussion, uh, Tony's got the hamstring injury again. Uh, you saw Justin Watson play the most snaps. He played 84% of the snaps. He's 3K. Sky Moore um, had his biggest game of the year. He had six targets, caught five for 63. He's 3K. Um, even Scantling, who's been playing all year, um, is 4K, which I, I like him as well. Again, looking at the every other game type of aspect, 2, 15, 2, 17, 0, 15. He's, he's due for a 15 uh, at least uh, this week, uh, which you take for, for 4K. Then obviously, Kelsey, uh, you can play him any week. Uh, they do have a, a humongous total again, 29.3 points for the Chiefs. Uh, you look at Patrick Mahomes, like he's 8,200, but he's been 30-plus yeah. all but, what, four? All but four games this year, and even in two of those, he was 24, uh, which is what you need to hit that three times the value of his salary. So I think Mahomes is in play. He has a floor of like 17, 18, which won't kill you uh, if he gets that either. Uh, yeah, I don't know how Kelsey's not 10K at this point. I just have no idea. I have it's no defense idea. also, keep that in mind, 2,800 against the Rams, who probably won't have Stafford. I think he's going to be in the concussion protocol himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, Walford's also questionable, so you're looking at Bryce Perkins uh, there at Arrowhead. Could be a rough day for him. Well, and then that that's going to ask uh, – I'll need to ask you then about mm-hmm. the Los Angeles Rams running backs because we did see Cam Akers. I don't want to say have his – well, he had the best game of the season last week, you know, and he's at 4,900. I don't know that he could pay that off against the Kansas City Chiefs, but they're going to have to do something whenever they're on offense. They can't just go three and out every single time. I mean, we saw Maybe the they- Vikings <laughs> against the Cowboys. <laughs> they don't have to do anything, but <laughs> – I mean, you can okay. have a break back. I mean, if the Chiefs struggle, it's against running backs and tight ends. So if I would play one, it'd probably be Higby at 4,200 if you had to play. Uh, obviously, you couldn't uh, play Kelsey unless you go double tight end. But Higby saw uh, eight eight targets back-to-back weeks. So he would be the one I would lean if you were forced to play a uh, Ram. 
Last game, New Orleans at San Francisco. This game totals at 43. San Francisco is really hitting their stride right now. Do you think the New Orleans Saints defense is going to be able to slow them down? No, I don't. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Saints defense isn't that great uh, themselves. And right. uh, Niners are just, they're tough. They'll be, they'll be a hard out come the playoff time. Jimmy Garoppolo at 5,600 might be a guy to go to really good right here, Pierre. I mean, the guy... The guy get is just I mean, 20, 25 DraftKings points last week, and it seems like, like I said, seems like they were hitting their stride though last night. It may have been the Arizona Cardinals and all, and he hasn't really done it before then. But I mean, he can get you there in the twenty. I mean, fifty six hundred is a good price, so it could definitely happen. He's grading out pretty well, uh, only behind Geno Smith from a, a points per dollar standpoint right now. Um, so 60, 26 point total, uh, he can. He can just take advantage of his weapons. So he doesn't have to do much. He can just throw it to guys that can take it to the house and get his points. Like Kittle had two touchdowns of like 30 plus. Seeing Debo, you know, take off. He can dump it down to McCaffrey. He can take off. So all he has to do is like throw the ball five, 10 yards and let the rest of his offense do the rest and he can pay off for you. Yeah. And I would rather play Iook, I think, than Debo. Debo, I'm not going to say it's gimmicky. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it seems like Ayuk is the more traditional wide receiver in that offense. I mean, they're really close in price, though. Like, yeah. like usually they're pretty separated, but Ayuk 6,400, Debo 6,800. You look at the talent. I think Debo's more talented. Um, but like you stated, he's more of a gadget type guy where he's getting rushes, he's getting passes. But he can also take it to the house. So uh, I think I still lean Debo just for the upside alone. Uh, he can get you those. Ayuk's got some pretty good <laughs> It's tough. A good problem to have, and exactly why Garoppolo's in play this week. But, you know, outside of that, everybody seems to be appropriately priced on DraftKings for the San Francisco 49ers. Like, they're all at their maximum price to reward kind of a thing. It's going to be, I'm not going to say impossible for any of them to get the three times their value, but that's their ceiling. You know, that's that, their three times the value is their ceiling. They don't have any mm-hmm. four or five times the value kind of guys anymore. And I want to say CMC is only at three times the value ceiling as well. Yeah, especially since he's he's splitting with Elijah Mitchell now. That's a little tougher. He was getting all the, the touches like he kind of did against the Rams. It's one thing, but now that they're kind of taking it a little easier and, and giving Mitchell some of the in-between the tackles, Type of rushes, it's a little tougher to play. CMC, um, I think Debo's the one that could get you the four times. So he's okay. he's under seven k. That's fair. I, I, he would be the one. He can get you that that thirty or so if necessary to get there. I know Kamara's always in play, but Alave looks like the guy that could consistently get you over three times the value. Uh, are you playing either one of them though this week against the Niners? He can. I probably won't play Kamara. Um, again, I, I like the 49ers defense against running backs. Alave, if they get behind, I, I do I do like Alave, 60, what, 300. That's a pretty good price, 6,600. That's a pretty good price for him. Uh, we saw Hopkins do just fine. We saw Dorch do just fine once the Cardinals got behind. So it could be a similar scenario. Uh, 49ers also could take advantage of, of Dalton from a defensive standpoint. Uh, they're, they're pretty high priced at 4K, but that's something. If you if you have the money, you can do that also. And don't forget to spend up for Jawan Johnson at thirty four hundred. All the guy does is catch touchdowns. <laughs> That's a trap. <laughs> That's a trap. That's a trap. That's a trap. All right, Pierre. Uh, remind everybody to follow us over on the Fantasy Impact Today Twitter handle at FI Today with a little underscore. Please like, please subscribe, do all those things on whatever listening platform you like to listen to the show on. We always love to hear from you as far as comments go and everything. We will have the contest, both contests, underneath that pinned tweet over on the FI Today. Uh, Twitter handle for the show podcast here. And don't forget to follow Pierre at Pee 31 And you can follow me as well at Loafinit. Pierre, I think that there's only one choice for you for quarterback. I'm not saying I know who that is this week, but I think there's one choice. And I, I boy, I really wanted to say Gino because you really, your eyes lit up a little bit there. Your, your voice lit up a little bit with Gino Smith whenever, but the rain kind of scared you off. I, I'll just say it's going to be Joe Flacco this week. How about that? <laughs> No, close, close. Patrick Mahomes. I'm going. I'm paying up. Uh, like you said, the Rams seem like they're they're giving up. We just saw Andy Dalton, you know, have four incompletions uh, against this Rams defense. Patrick Mahomes confirmed better than Andy Dalton. So give me Mahomes. <laughs> going to pair it up with uh, – give me Scantling. He's due for one of those 15 type of games. Uh, he's only 4K, so give me Scantling. I want both backs 
in that Seattle and, and Raiders game. So yeah. give me Kenneth Walker and Josh Jacobs. Uh, I told you value on the slate is going to be Greg Dortch. So give me him at receiver 3,100. Um, see if those guys remain out. Give me give me Tyreek Hill. I'm just going to pay up, get the, the best Dolphin there is. Uh, a lot of those guys are in play, but give me Tyreek at 8,800. Going back to the well with Garrett Wilson at 4,300, I expect the, the Jets to, to have a better bounce back type of game. Whether it's Zach Wilson or, you know, hurrah if it's Joe Flacco. Um, I'll go in Njoku, uh, 3,600 tight end. I uh, like tight ends against Tampa. I think he'll have another week uh, to be healthy. And then uh, give me the Chiefs defense uh, to round it out against the Rams, who are pretty awful. So Mahomes, Josh Jacobs, Kenneth Walker, Greg Dortch, Tyreek Hill, Garrett Wilson, David Njoku, Marquez Valdez, Scantling, Chiefs defense. Let's do it. All right, Pierre, it's lineup is in there, a free lineup, whatever. I don't know which one it is, but I got a free contest going up, and it's lit up like that. I like the Josh Jacobs thing. I like the Josh Jacobs. Oh, that's a lot of touches for that dude. <laughs> Pierre, great job. Follow him over on Twitter at PW31. Hey, it's Thanksgiving. Everybody, you have an opportunity to make a great impact, a positive impact in one of those family members' lives this weekend. 